Okay, let's go ahead and get started. It's Saturday, December the 9th, 2023. This is the IPS Morning D program, where we'll catch up on a few things we may have missed last night and kind of set the stage for open phones later on tonight for Infinite Plane Saturn Day. So a couple of the things we didn't get to last night had to do with the Trump JFK Lincoln stuff, which we'll get into, and I think we kind of missed the flat galaxy comments by Neil deGrasse Tyson. The flat galaxy in which our chubby Earth is falling, hovering, spinning, and all that. So we'll start with that. This is Neil deGrasse Tyson explaining how our galaxy is flat as a crepe, as a flatjack. Is it flatter than a flatjack? Yes, it is. So there you go. Laugh at Flat Earth, say, what's the edge? Cats would have pushed everything off it were, if it were so. Well, what, what are you going to say about this? A galaxy's flat. And if the galaxy was flat, what's at the edge? Well, more emptiness. But the universe, what shape is that? But anyway, again, this is Neil deGrasse Tyson, Mr. Chubby Earth. Is it flatter than a flatjack? Yes, it is. In fact, the galaxy is 100 times wider than it is thick. And the only thing I can think of that has those proportions is like a crepe. So the Milky Way galaxy, a spiral galaxy, and nearly all other spiral galaxies in the universe are crepes. Now we... Crepe? Galaxy-er. Flat universer, but a ball-earther. And when you get down to it, if it's flat at the galactic level, then what does it matter what shape the Earth is? Why get in a tizzy about it being a ball? Because it's an exception to the general rule of flatness. And when the Earth eventually gets uh, annihilated, gets sucked into a black hole, the sun eats it, whatever happens to the Earth, all we're left with is a flat galaxy. So we're all flat galaxiers. Whatever you think about the shape of the local uh, object that you're on the solar system are embedded within the crepe. But the galaxy is so thin that you can see out of it by looking above or below the disk. But if you look within the disk, it's very hard to see out of the galaxy. So in the night sky, if you live somewhere other than a city, you've seen the band of light called the Milky Way. That's anyway, we are in the flatness. We're just trying to figure out the local uh, terrain. Um, by the way, if you go to infiniteplanesociety.shop, and I'll put a link below, we have an, a shop that's specific to the store. This is pretty much new. I haven't done an official launch yet. It was really meant to happen in 2024, but I'm kind of early with it. So if you go to infiniteplanesociety.shop, again, I'll put a link below. I just added a new product, Chemtrail Protective Neck Gator. And on the front it says, I wear this for chemtrails, not COVID. Again, Chemtrail Protective Neck Gator. I couldn't find masks, but it specifically says this so people don't think you're a covid -iot. This is for the discerning conspiracy theorist who realizes that, you know what, I do have things to worry about, just not the fake things. I got the real things, like the chemtrails. So there you go. Chemtrail Protective Neck Gators, available now at infiniteplanesociety.shop. Okay, continuing. Donnie Darkened was on Tim Pool, and this is the channel that maintains that Donald Trump is the Antichrist, and I'm surprised that they had him on. 
considering that Tim Pool and company worship Donald Trump, a.k.a. the Antichrist. Here's his Twitter channel. He has 102,000 followers. Donald Trump is the chosen Antichrist. They've been foreshadowing this for centuries. So he goes beyond just predictive programming, as you know we do for the last 50 years or longer. He goes back and he finds other examples suggesting that, no, Trump has been foreshadowed for a very, very long time. Female pastor Denise Golette from Las Vegas tells Trump that God told her, quote, This is my son, with whom I am well pleased. And this is a reference to Matthew 3.17, speaking of Jesus Christ. So again, this is a MAGA preacher S making the, making the statement here that Donald Trump is the son of God. What I was hearing the Lord say was, this is my son with whom I'm pleased. She's almost crying when she's saying it. So if you're just listening, they're at the Las Vegas International Church, right there in the belly of the beast. And Donald Trump is just smiling as this emotional priestess or pastor S is telling him that he is the son of God. But she's actually quoting the Bible, Matthew 317. With whom I'm pleased. This is my son, in whom I am well pleased. You know, there you have it, specifically out of the Bible. So the Lord talked to her, because the Lord talks to some of these Republicans at 3 a.m. The Lord woke up Mike Johnson, the guy who believes that there were dinosaurs on the ark, and told him something about whatever they were voting on. I mean, God governs America through his chosen Republicans, apparently, and he talks to them at night. Oswaldo says, IPS chemtrail vinegar spray bottles would be a hot seller. You know, I should do that. I should sell chemtrail vinegar spray bottles that you can wear in the, on your side and you can just, you know, spray as you walk around, as you're jogging around the neighborhood. And some will say, you're just mocking it. This is just trying to discredit the real conspiracy theory. Look, that's not me. That's your chemtrail brothers and sisters out there who pray at chemtrails and spray vinegar at them. And here's a fact. If you see chemtrails above your head and you stare at them hatefully long enough, they will disappear. This also applies to rain clouds. It applies to the sun, the moon, most of the stars. If you're persistent and you can keep staring, you can cause the sky to move. Or you might actually be falling under the spell of a faulty causality logical fallacy. Take your pick. Are you being illogical or is reality totally fluid? It's up to you. Nobody's going to judge. Claptrapism says the Holy Spirit talks to special people. Yeah, I'm new to this. Like, I mean, I always understood... You know, religion is just trying to explain the unexplainable, comfort, maybe there's something beyond. But I always thought it was disingenuous for people to say, yeah, the Lord talked to me. Like, you mean you had voices in your head? Like, they would lock you up for that if you were serious. But they're not serious. So it's, it's a form of acceptable bullshitting, but it's sanctimonious bullshit, so you can't criticize it. And this is how people are with their beliefs, and I'm tired of it. I'm tired of treating people's belief systems... Like, they're sacred and untouchable. Like, my belief system is that logic trumps emotion and emotional appeals in particular. 
that's my belief, but we can't respect that? No. No, no, no. Have to respect the feelings because this is the snowflake world order. The power elite learned that they can boss around the strong by empowering the weak. That's how it works. Tears, not bullets. But yes, it is true that there are many out there who are of the belief that you can get rid of these things by staring at the sky long enough. Which, again, it's, it's a mind game. And I talked about this last night. The Jedi mind tricks used by disinformation agents where they say, what are they spraying? You know, it's like the question, have, are you still beating your spouse? How do you answer that? No. Okay, so you were, and now you're not anymore. Good. But you're still a, an abuser. Or you say, yes, I am. So that you can't answer that question because it's loaded. It's loaded with the premise that you're a wife beater or a spouse beater if you say, do you still beat your spouse? So when they say, what is that playing spraying? That's a loaded question. It assumes that it's being sprayed. And then it's unfairly shifting the burden of proof to the person who is being handed this loaded question. The, the real question should be, what is that trail? What is the cause? And then you find facts. Rarefied air, hot exhaust, condensation. But if you're making an argument based on an appeal to ignorance, knowing that the people around don't know what causes contrails, that appeal to ignorance, which is a fallacy, will win. You're able to use their ignorance against them and get them to default to your side because they accepted your loaded question. That is a Jedi mind trick. And anybody playing Jedi mind tricks on you is not a truther. They're not seeking the truth. They're actually brainwashing you on behalf of big government because they need you to be the opposite side of the coin as Greta. You got Greta, how dare you? You got chemtrail types, how dare you not believe? And none of them do anything. They're all hypocrites. That's why I created the chemtrail protective neck gaiters, so that those who profess a belief in these toxins from the sky can stop sounding like hypocrites and can start looking like they're taking meaningful action to protect themselves and their loved ones. Because remember, your mask protects me. It protects everybody else. Isn't that how it works? Boats are also suspect. This was a meme I saw on Twitter. Boat trails. Wake up, sheeple. They're putting dihydrogen monoxide in our water. That's a persistent trail. And you know that there are conspiracy theorist fish down there telling the other ones, hey, look, what are they dumping on us? Not a perfect analogy, but it, it fits. Okay, continuing. Um, we were talking about God talking to people. Diana South says, The Bible never says the word the Antichrist. It only appears five times in KJV. Yeah, it's, it's mostly a fiction. It's a Hollywood fiction. But it, it's also part of the Jesuit futurism. And it's all lies anyway, however you fit it. But what they, I think what they've done is they have been using the end times for the longest time to restrict people into a limited frame of reference. You have the now. You have the established past. But the future is uncertain. It could end any day. The sky is falling. Eschatology. The aliens are coming. The idea that it's all going to end is part of the, the big psi war. And I think what they've done is they've used the idea of revelation as this incoming. So it's kind of interesting here where the Old Testament is like the, the past, the history, how we got here, the creation story. 
The Old Testament is the history, as in it's settled. The New Testament, however, is a living, breathing testament. It's still alive. It's still happening. It's about what's to come. So the New and the Old Testament have this distinction. And I think you could correlate this to mass media as the new Bible for the de facto world church, which is what media is. And the history that they give us, the official history, is like our Old Testament. And the news is our New Testament. It's real time and it's about what's happening now. It's rooted in the past, but ultimately it's about what's to come. And it's always about predicting the future, the end times. So the news is putting us in an end times eschatology every single day. That's why I say we're in a global doomsday cult. Because if you really believe the news, we are in the end times. And that's coming from a purely materialistic, reductionist, atheistic point of view. They believe end times, hope the aliens save us. Diana South says, most people who call themselves Christians are liars and biblically illiterate. It's true. And I don't even know, you know, what a Christian is because it's just too contradictory. Every person self-defines it. So at this point, it's just difficult. Like I said, it, we're in a very subjective realm. I was raised Catholic and then when I got on the internet, I learned that I wasn't a Christian. I thought I was a Christian my whole life. Then I find out, no, you're actually a Catholic. Well, what is the difference? You know, we're all about this... Um, horrible atrocity this man nailed to a cross and then they throw it in your face when you're a kid so you're like oh look the guy with the big hat and the big robes is subconsciously telling you obey because this might happen to you i think that's the messaging honestly i think it's grotesque i think the ritual of cannibalism and blood drinking is grotesque and that's just my opinion but you know god doesn't talk to me at least the god of the bible doesn't i mean i i do think that there's a case to be made for a transcendent reality or, or perhaps maybe that our skin our, our meat suit isn't sufficient to tell us everything which I don't think is a huge leap of logic I mean what is your consciousness but a filter to make sense of all the information that we're getting if you don't have that filter reality is pretty much psychedelic and I think that religions are institutions that serve as controlled opposition to actual spirituality. Oh, people are waking up to how this place works. You know, you can just, just like with the mass media, you have alternative voices to pull them in so they don't exit, so they don't figure out how it really works. And I think religion's the same way. If you have any intuition, any insights, any kind of, we'll say, uh, pre-cogni precognition, telepathy, anything that suggests something higher than what our dead universe scientific paradigm tells us you can get basically pulled into anything that takes you away from uh, following that further on your own they collectivize your experience and look how religions have always treated the solitary practitioner the solid solitary what would you call them a witch you know the the ones who aren't part of the club who aren't part of the group or a conspiracy theorist in today's parlance okay moving on here um commenter asks agreeing that chemtrails are BS what's your stance on advocating planes to circumvent urban areas as the contrails do block the Sun when they spread I think it's a non-issue and I don't think they quote block the Sun I think they may block it locally or create shade but I don't think it's that big of a deal and that's another psyop as well because the contrails are being pointed at by NASA and you know how I feel about NASA 
NASA says, hey, the contrails are causing global warming. So we need to do something about that. So it's like, wait, another example of where our freedom of movement, our freedom is destroying the globe. Like we fly too much. We need to stop flying. You know, Greta, who took a, a boat across the ocean to go to the UN because she couldn't fly. You know, that, that's the idea. So they're trying to convince us that planes are bad. And they want you to accept the premise that, hey, man can block the sun with his airplanes. Oh, really? So now we accept anthropogenic climate change. Now we accept the premise that our airplanes are actually blocking the sun and changing the climate. Like, I don't believe that. I don't believe it's being done by free market activity. I don't believe it's being done by the airplanes. So the chemtrail theory is meant to shoehorn in geoengineering. So, like, oh, you see through chemtrails, but you've already swallowed the geoengineering pill. And then there are others who say, oh, chemtrails is misinformation. The truth is stratospheric aerosol injection. So that's a sleight of mind. One, one day you're pointing at the trails behind planes, and now you're saying, no, it's not that. It's the invisible trails you can't see. The ones that are so high, and we can't measure the effects, but it's there. Just believe me, bro. It's like, no, I'm sorry. It's a belief system. I don't believe in chemtrails. I don't believe in climate change, global warming. These are equivalent. If you're a chemtrail truther in 2023, you're a chemtrail Greta. It's as simple as that. Or you're a contrail Greta. You're a climate changist. You, you basically believe in climate change by another name. It's, it's just another one of these coins where, you know, they want you on one side or the other. It doesn't matter. And if you need any more evidence of this, just ask yourself and just look for yourself. Why is it that only leftist liberals believe in climate change and only right-wing types accept chemtrail geoengineering? It never crosses over. You will not find a liberal that believes in geoengineering. They'll call it climate change. You will not find, because it's politicized. It's ideological. On the right, you're not going to find any right-winger who believes in climate change. It's a, it's a game. It's a trap. It's a Hegelian dialectic, and I just do not fall for it. And if you look at the floor of the Masonic Lodge, the black and white tiles, you know, you know what I think it means? I think it means the dialectic, the manipulation, the black and the white. When they meet in the lodge, they say that they are meeting, quote, on the level. Well, that level is a level above the people who fall into the boxes, into the boxed mentalities, into the left-right. So they're standing on your head. They're walking above you. They're a tier above the people who can't see through these dialectics. So I'm like, look, if it's anti or pro, maybe there's a third perspective that you should look at from the off-world stage perspective. You don't let them frame every conversation because then they can force you to accept something that you don't have enough information to make clear judgment on. But um, I'm totally fine with the whole debate and conversation because one of the things we're doing here with the Autohoxology 101 textbook next year, which is coming up soon, is I'm doing a book tour. And every place I go will be a, a chance to discuss a particular facet of our fake worldview. And I think we need to be ruthless in rooting out all of the mentanol, all of the fake red pill, all the controlled opposition narratives, and just make it clear that we are not accepting their alternative to the blue pill, that we're actually conscientious objectors to their mind war, and we don't need their mentanol. We're not addicts. We don't need their hopium. And we need purity. We do need this. We need a purity of doctrine. We need a purity of methodology, because what we're going to do is create a big distinction. It'd be like a light in the darkness, and you can't dilute 
your light by having people with one foot still in the matrix, bringing in that black goo. What we need are, um, we need to grow this body of individuals who know how media works. And then we start attacking all the fallacious belief systems that keep people from, from jumping the guardrail, from exiting the political horseshoe. We're the vanguard of this. And then from there, as it, as it stands out as separate from your alt-controlled opposition stuff, then it'll grow. Then it'll metastasize. But it needs to really shine as, as brightly and as, as, you know, it just, it, it's about purity. And what I mean by that is we're not going to be like, we're so open-minded, we're going to entertain the possibility that reality's fluid, and if it's true for you, it's maybe not true for me, but we can all be friends. Well, we can be friends, but you can't sit with us. The Mandela effect is a mind game, and it's easy to deconstruct. We've done it, and we're going to nail it down with a documentary. There's no reason to allow the cognitively compromised, the reality impaired, to contaminate what we're actually proffering here, which I think is an, a succinct uh, philosophical framework for understanding what media is, and no one else is offering this because they're all there part of the propagandizing the liquid liquefaction of our reality by just dumping so much information with no context no order and no structure but again that's where we come in continuing here dustin melatesta says the netflix is the new testament yeah it, it really is it really is the news and the entertainment media are inseparable they're part of the same infrastructure you cannot make a meaningful distinction between any of it you know the netflix will tell you what's going to happen next year in fact there's a show that comes out it came out yesterday on netflix i need to watch it the leave the world behind by the obamas about a blackout and i talked about this i was looking i was like what's that movie with obama he produced it it's about a blackout so i search obama blackout and I find a movie from 10 years ago called American Blackout that has Obama in it as president saying, I know there's a blackout, listen to your government, watch the news, follow instructions, you know, basically leading the sheep. Fascinating. But anyway, that's just more to suggest that we're going to experience some kind of a blackout soon on the internet. It'll be big, it'll be majorly disruptive, and it'll probably be followed up with some kind of a COVID-19 style lockdown but of the internet. That's what's coming next. Some kind of cyber catastrophe. It's all been prophesied. You know, the polygon, that cyber polygon exercise. And like, oh, we canceled the exercise. But on that day, they had a major cyber disruption in Canada. Sort of like how 9-11 was dozens and dozens of drills about planes hitting towers and terrorist attacks. But they had to cancel the drills because the real thing happened. Commenter says, I don't believe in chemtrails like I don't believe in flat earth, but I can see contrails covering the sky and I can demonstrate that a standard body of water is level. Oh yeah, absolutely. You can. But can you make the case that contrails are affecting the weather? And if you can, you're probably citing NASA's research because they're the ones who are making that case. So are you on the side, in the case with contrails, that contrails are affecting the climate? That contrails, that sending planes at 30,000 plus feet with their hot exhaust can create these cirrus clouds that will actually affect our climate. Like, I think that's bogus. I think it's a majorly huge, extremely hard to substantiate claim. But NASA just came out in favor of that. And I thought, you know what, that's it. 
That was the trick. They pulled the rug. When NASA said that, yeah, you know, we got to do something about contrails, then it occurred to me that, yeah, this was a trick all along. And again, NASA is also suggesting that planes start avoiding those conditions that might be favorable or conducive to contrail creation. And this is when, in my research, I came across something in the Air Force. The Air Force has been using these charts since like 1953 to predict when and where to expect contrails to form because they can't afford to let their planes, their military planes, give away their positions. So in other words, contrails are predictable. There's a science to it. You can analyze the charts for yourself and you can say, okay, on this day, we're likely to have it. And what's fascinating to me is chemtrails, chemtrail theorists are not predictable. They'll say, oh, they're spraying today, they didn't spray yesterday, but they're not correlating it with the climactic conditions. And this is a huge error in my view, given that there are observations that have been made that kind of make the case that contrails exist and it flies in the face of chemtrail theory. And so what it comes down to it is chemtrail theory is an argument from ignorance. And it's designed to get you to accept the premise that NASA had ready for you later. Dustin Maltesta says, bro, your assault on my beliefs are blocking my access to God. That's what the Mandela affected have said. They said, hey, you are a God blocker by making us not believe in the Mandela effect, which is our path to God. That's kind of how atheists are looked at. You know, you're going to turn all these good Christians into godless atheists, and then they're going to become liberals and progressives, and they're going to uh, flaunt traditional values, etc. So the atheist is seen as a destructive person in all these religious paradigms. But what is the atheist? but a skeptic doesn't have enough information. Now, when I say atheist, we know that atheists today are full, full of it. There aren't any atheists because the atheists today have actually accepted another God construct. It just goes by a different name. They've accepted another creation myth, more mythology, more mysticism. They, they've, just, they've just accepted an alternative belief system. They're like, oh, I believe in outer space because I'm an atheist. Well, outer space, I'm sorry, it's just another iteration of heaven. You have different forms of heaven, different religious concepts, but the newest concept is this utopian vision as promised by the space agencies. The term would actually be cosmism. Russian cosmism really started this, which, yeah, outer space is a new age religious belief system. You can't even make a distinction between NASAtology and Scientology. I guess you can. NASAtology has better special effects, but Scientology has better actors. Not Shocked says chemtrails are the monsters from the movie The Village. Yep, so is climate change. These are all excuses for the power elite to regulate man, because man is bad for Earth. And they're so, they're so clever they realize, hey, these people are too smart to see through our global warming and our ocean levels rising. So how can we get them to accept that they are the problem, especially if they're pro-free market and they recognize that Marxism has been presented as concern for the environment? You know, watermelon Marxism, green on the outside, red on the inside. And they realize, well, let's just convince them of something called geoengineering. So it's the same story. Bad guys, bad rich people are destroying the world. So there you have agreement. And there are a couple of places now where I'm seeing agreement on the right and the left. 
anthropogenic climate change and free speech causing mass shooters. And this is coming from the top. Uh, Jack Posavec, you know, friends with Trump, up there with Steve Bannon. I mean, we're talking top-tier, far-right ideologues saying that Reddit is creating trans-ideology shooters. And, and for the last few years, they've all been saying, hey, it's crazy how the media is saying that Discord is creating white nationalist bullcut shooters. It's like, what's the same thing? And they accomplish this by giving the right wing their own Adam Lanza. Audrey Hale is a right wing Adam Lanza. The Covenant shooting at 33 whatever street where three people got shot and three were injured. You know, the, the thing was just nothing but the standard litany of symbols and indicators of it being a hoax. But they're treating that like they're Sandy Hook. They're treating that one like this is our wake up time. This is our wake up we have to realize that the left is dangerous and they're going to shoot our Christian patriot children. Okay, let's continue here. And so my, my point being, one more time, uh, we are going to embark on a series of conferences, which I'm calling the IPS Think Tank Cyber Symposiums. First one will be here at the office place, at the conference room here. And I'll be inviting guests, critics, people to debate, witnesses, and media. And these will be focused on one topic at a time, but the purpose is going to be to move copies of Autohoxology 101. I'm not going to be paying for conference halls. These aren't going to be expensive, but I'm going to be finding places like, for example, there are libraries, conference rooms that I'll be renting. But the whole purpose of, of this is to do an informal sort of a book tour and hit a few places where I think we can create some great content, but also move these conversations forward. Let's just destroy the fake narratives. Let's break the guardrails so anybody clinging to it can be pointed out as just a bitter clinger or compromised and forced to toe a certain line because they're getting paid to. Because you know what we don't have? We don't have anybody speaking or holding the media accountable. Like, that's what the truthers think they're doing. Oh, we're holding the MSM accountable. Well, who's holding you accountable? What's your authority? You're echoing and repeating what you heard from these top-tier controlled opposition agents? So trutherism versus the lying media, it's, it's liars and alt-lies. That's what it's come down to, lies and alt-lies, or mass media light. But we're going to be ruthless about it. We have to be consistent, and we have to um, go after specific areas that I think are holding back many red pill types from actually understanding what's going on and if people choose to remain plugged in that's fine like I'm not trying to do any favors for people I'm not, I'm not trying to wake people up I'm not a savior I'm actually more interested in reaching the people who've already seen through it or who never fell for it in the first place so here's an example we were talking about Vegas in fact let me get in this is Michael Letts and this is interesting because it ties into Donald Trump and this assassination narrative. There was an assassination attempt on Trump in Vegas in 2016, and they made two documentaries about it, which means it was 100% fake. The British doc was 1-20-2017, Inauguration Day, and Trump will be in Las Vegas on 12-16. Okay, interesting. So here's what he's referencing. A couple of movies that were about this. The Boy Who Tried to Kill Trump. In 2016, Michael Sandford, 
An unassuming 20-year-old from a quiet British town attempted to assassinate Donald Trump at a rally in Vegas by grabbing a policeman's gun to shoot the presidential candidate. In this extraordinary film, we hear from his family and from him and how he became a politically radicalized assassin. And remember in Central Park, they did that play, Julius Caesar, where they killed Trump. They've been killing Trump forever. Another one, the Brit who tried to kill Trump. Anyway, in response to this, James comes out and he says, I heard that assassination attempt was to distract from the Vegas shooting, that it was a cover-up. So my response here was, the Vegas shooting was fake. That's what I know. And he says, the way it disappeared from the news so quickly is suspect. I'd like to know what really happened. Unfortunately, I do not. It is amazing how in this day and age, something like that can occur and how it can be covered up. My response, it hasn't been covered up. I'm talking again about the Vegas festival. It hasn't been covered up. The mainstream media is just not going to cover their own fabrications. If you look, the evidence reveals the entire thing was a hoax. His response, if you can please share what you've seen that convinced you of this, I would be curious to see it too. My response to this was, you mean you want me to do your homework for a PSYOP that occurred six years ago? Nope. Just take more BS pills and keep following your BS controlled opposition propagandists. Why change now? And, and I responded this way because if someone's going to say, Oh, you mean this thing that I'm asserting to be true isn't true? How'd you arrive at that? They're asking you to provide them the proof. And that's because they have been conditioned by the media to accept the burden of proof for everything, which means, since they can't obviously prove it to themselves because they don't have the means to go research every story, they just believe it. They accept it. The media says it, therefore it's true. And when you tell them they've been lied to, their way of thinking isn't to say, oh, I better go research for myself. No, their conditioning tells them, ask somebody. Ask that person to give you the download. And I refuse to. I'm not going to pre-masticate this person's food and spit it into his mouth like a mama bird to a baby bird. But that's how they've been conditioned, because they have mind aids. Compromised mental immune systems. They believe anything on the screen. And that, too, is by design. They do not want you to have a mental immune system. They want you to need one from the government. They don't want you to believe in your own immune system. They want you to get one injected by the government. I mean, you see a pattern here. It's, a, it's not about the needle itself. It's about control and your need to get your facts filtered for you. You need your reality sanitized for you in, on every level. Your physical reality, your mental Okay, so on the topic of Donald Trump and this Antichrist shooting thing, this is a, such a fascinating narrative again because Donnie Darkened was on Tim Pool talking about this. Uh, this is interesting. So let's go back to this topic of JFK's assassination because JFK is huge right now. It's not a coincidence that the QAnoners think Trump is JFK in a fat suit. Yes, you have a 107-year-old assassinated president wearing a costume and parading around the country. They believe this, but why? Why do they think JFK Jr. is alive? What's with the Kennedys being conflated with Christ? Why is that lady saying, Donald Trump, you are the son of God? I think this is part of the PSYOP that 
Kennedy's not coming back, but they're going to JFK Donald Trump. They're going to JFK Donald Trump, and they've made these associations for maximum impact to make this PSYOP to be more potent, more powerful, and to get people to respond in predictable ways. And speaking of predictable, because it's all predicted by predictive programming, if you look at the assassination of JFK, you can find that it actually was scripted and fake, and it has all the hallmarks of such because it, it mirrors the Abraham Lincoln's assassination. So here's a video by Jordan Maxwell describing these connections between JFK and Lincoln. The real truth, you better wake up and find out, has been around you all of your life, you just didn't see it. Example, Abraham Lincoln was elected to Congress in 1846. John Kennedy was elected to Congress 1946. Okay, JFK 1946, elected Lincoln 46. These are the types of patterns that that are very consistent and I don't think he's gonna get through all of them there's a pretty good video by quantum of conscience I believe who also delves into this and it, it's pretty famously known these are just quote coincidences but when you understand when you recognize this meta scripted nature of things this is actually just standard operating procedure Abe Lincoln was elected president in 1860. John Kennedy was elected president in 1960. The names Lincoln and Kennedy both contain seven letters. Both presidents were particularly concerned with civil rights. Both of the president's wives lost children while living in the White House. Both presidents were shot on a Friday in the head. President Lincoln's secretary was named Miss Kennedy. Kennedy's secretary was named Miss Lincoln. Both Again, Miss Lincoln, Miss Kennedy, there are so many of these that go back and forth. Um, it goes into who they were succeeded by. The years all line up. There are connections with the assassins. It's a long video. Again, I'll put it in the show notes and I'll link it below. You know, I talk about this quite often because this is just par for the course. Uh, Kennedy's blood on a Ford Lincoln. Lincoln's blood in the Ford Theater. It goes back and forth. It's some weird stuff. It's It's not coincidences obviously and this is all very relevant today because of course they brought back this Kennedy thing into the zeitgeist so let's go ahead and go through some of these other connections now here's an interesting one the Antichrist in the Islamic version of the apocalypse is known as the one-eyed deceiver the one-eyed deceiver kind of aligns with the, again, the head wound and the Antichrist in this story. And again, this isn't biblical. This is not bi biblically accurate as mainstream Christians will practice or believe it, but this is part of the meta script where they merge Hollywood with biblical narratives. Okay, there's more. Let's get into, I think, Alex Jones, who's obviously an insider on the script, had something to say about this. He says, the deep state's next move is to kill Donald Trump and Biden as well. So that's another aspect of this thing. Alex Jones, who is known for having predicted 9-11, and I use the word predicted kind of loosely. Uh, he was on Tucker Carlson. He was credited with having predicted it. But now you're looking at insiders who have some insights as to what's coming along in the script. And so the, that's kind of why, that's exactly why, in fact, I call the IPS insider the insider because yeah the insider insight about you know insight 
things that you understand. But then there's insight, like to start a fire. But then there's also the insider, these words that rhyme. Because we are insiders to what they actually know and what they use to incite the mobs, the, these psychological operations. I mean, we did predict that World War III was going to start on 311 with Ground Zero in Seattle. I mean, that's specificity. And that was based solely on Netflix. All on record. And, I mean, it's undeniable at this point. We're not even really debating the structured nature of our fake news, how it's all integrated. And this is why I find the flat earth topic and debate to be useless because the people who believe in the globe aren't just swallowing that pill. They buy the whole entire all-encompassing world view and the globe is just a symptom. You're, you're not able to debate with them on a rational, logical plane. You're debating facts versus belief system. Okay, here we go. This is Alex Jones talking about how we're on the fast track to the assassination of Donald Trump and there's going to be chaos in the streets, UN soldiers, civil war, and reality will turn inside out. It's a totally illegitimate criminal organization unless it is following precisely the orders of the elected president. Democrat or Republican, doesn't matter. So he's describing a crime. The people committing that crime... In Again, this is Tucker and Jones. And Jones specifically says that they're going to JFK him. And this is not new. They've been saying this for some time. And this actually, you know what, Don't this was actually said, I think this is even said back in 2016, where Alex Jones, I think he even wept. I think he was crying. And he said, Donald Trump is the new George Washington, and I'm afraid they're going to kill him. So this this is a ongoing thing. You have Kathy Griffin, the comedian, with Trump's severed head. You have Snoop Dogg with Trump as a clown putting a gun to Trump's head and then pulls the trigger. It says, bang. Again, so much predictive programming. Here's more from Michael in Truth. RFK was shot on 6-5-1968, but pronounced dead on 6-6-68, two years after the death of Elizabeth Christ Trump on 6-6-6-6. Here's what gets interesting. A Palestinian named Saran Saran was the shooter. And it has been 666 months since that shooting. So RFK was shot 666 months ago. Fascinating. Again, the photographer who shot him as he was falling to his death, Richard Drew, is the same guy who did the photo of the falling man on 9-11, 33 years later. Yep, the dates add up. And Biden will be in Vegas and Los Angeles. That was yesterday. Trump will be in Vegas on 12-16 to watch Colby Chaos Covington. 3-3-3. So eyes on Vegas next week. Why the focus on Vegas? And wasn't there a Fallout Vegas? I mean, a lot of these video game releases are also clues. Uh, indicators of what's to come. Wayne Dion says, centuries of scripting and characters. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of good, I, I would say, information to suggest that Napoleon Bonaparte was in fact a hist historical personage, maybe a real person, wore the costume. 
but it was a role and it mirrored the journey of the sun that he's a personification of the sun another one of these sun god sun king emperor types and these are very common this is par for the course again we're talking centuries back and it's also very interesting too that Joaquin Phoenix would play in this Napoleon movie which comes out now at a time when Trump has been compared to Napoleon unfavorably but the comparisons have been made and the significance of that movie I had to watch it to see but the timing of it is is notable not to mention Joaquin Phoenix and the movie has relevance to the French Revolution and this is kind of interesting too because you know the 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 Patriot Front is you know, a revolutionary group. And if you follow what QAnon is actually about, you know, the tribunals, the killing of the deep state, the the decapitating of all the deep state people um, at Guantanamo, uh, these are all indications that, in my view, they're, they're bloodthirsty, they're violent. Now, you wouldn't think of them as violent, and they would probably say they're not violent, but I'm sorry, but if, if you spend your time fantasizing about the deaths of your enemies and about how your guy is going around killing them, yeah, you, you've got a little bit of a, a bloodthirst in you. It's a bloodthirsty movement. It wants revenge. It wants retaliation. But they believe it's okay because they see things in terms of good and evil. And they're, of course, the good. And if you're good and you see evil, well, why wouldn't you want to get rid of the evil? You know, that's kind of incumbent upon you. So they have the moral high ground, which is what they assert. Inter interestingly, though, the, the founder of the Patriot Front is a guy named Thomas Rousseau. And the name Rousseau, of course, Rousseau is the one who carried forward the idea of proposing government based on the social contract, and his ideas were part of what contributed to the French Revolution. And so the idea that Thomas Rousseau would be the Patriot Front's leader, the name Rousseau is a coincidence, sorry, can't accept it. They chose the name Rousseau because it connects to the bigger picture and the role that Patriot Front is going to play. And remember, Patriot Front revealed themselves on a 611 when 33 of them came out of a U-Haul to protest a pride parade or something. And 611, of course, is a very significant date, as is the number 33, but 611 was the date the 33-year-old Timothy McVeigh, the OBL of the white nationalist domestic violent extremist presence, including the Patriot Front, Timothy McVeigh was executed that day. 611 of course, has a lot of significance. It's an inverted 9-11. 9-11, external terrorist threat. 6-11, internal. McVeigh, 33, executed that day. 90 days later, Mohammed Atta, 33, hits the towers at the behest of OBL. But 6-11, or 11-6, is the date that the Patriots, or rather the right-wing terrorist presence in the Batman movie, blow up a dam and flood the poles. And in 2022 for the midterms, the slogan for the GOP was flood the polls. So the Batman movie has the far right with their QAnon Q guy, the Riddler, sending his terrorists to flood the polls. Fascinating connections. Leon Dion says Chauvin's name is connected to Napoleon's generals apparently also. Interesting. Now, Derek Chauvin, of course, Western chauvinism. Derek is a hangman who hanged 3,000, very 9-11-8 number. And there's a part of a crane called a Derek. And it has to do with the gallows. So the hangman of the West, oppressing the poor, lynching George Floyd, 
I mean, that was a very powerful psyop. So then the Proud Boys come along and they call themselves Western Chauvinists. That's why I say Derek Western Chauvinism. And remember, he kneels on Floyd for 846 and the sun set at 846 on that date. So the sun setting represents the darkness triumphing, uh, its triumph over the light. Dark, the, the night kills the day. The sun gets dismembered. That's the reoccurring story here. So in, in what we saw there, it was a drama of the killing of a sun king, which is why George Floyd got the golden casket. Okay, continuing. Joined by Wee. Good morning. Thank you for joining. Buzzing Frets says, Gas station roller dogs. That's an interesting industry. Gas station roller dogs. Oh, I know what you're talking about. The things that they have here at the Circle... I wouldn't touch them. I mean, I don't know. Even pre-COVID, I was very wary about that kind of stuff sitting out there all day. Okay, moving on through our notes, we've got quite a lot covered so far. We already talked about the Flat Galaxy. Talk about Alex Jones's quote, predictions. Uh, another one of his, I don't know if it's a prediction or just speculation, but, you know, and by the way, Alex Jones is looking kind of healthy these days, kind of like he's been taking care of himself, like he's been, I don't know, maybe he's eating that, that neighbor's ass jerky that he stored in 2020. You know, six weeks after the pandemic, he was like eyeballing his neighbors, talking about butchering them. But anyway, here he is talking about how actually we're eating bugs now already. Often apartments, uh, 5G bathing you in them, uh, literally eating bug protein. And I told people 10 years ago, they're going to push bugs on the public because I read it in their white papers. Now it's already in grocery stores all over the U.S., all over Europe. Uh, they're, 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 they're putting the cricket meal into the food. Very So we're getting cricket meal in the food and we're getting baked by 5G towers. And throughout this conversation, this interview between Jones and Tucker, Tucker just sits there with his concerned look, his resting baffled face and just accepts it all. Doesn't cut him off and say, wait, where? Evidence. Show me the cricket. Show me the cricket meat in my snack foods. I mean, where, where are they putting it? He's not asking questions. He's just accepting it. Very toxic. Undisclosed. Yeah. It's got chitin in it. Yeah. They'll just give it a number. It's like, it's got like a code. Okay. It's a code. So anyway, if you want to know if there's bugs in your food, there's a code or there's a number on the back. That's all you need to know. And they're already added to your food. Okay. Moving forward here. Roseanne Barr tells Pierce Morgan she's from Ukraine. Now, she doesn't say she's from Ukraine. She says she's from the Ukraine. I'm from the Ukraine. It's like, I'm from the Canada. I'm from the America. She's from the Ukraine. And she said Nazis killed her entire family. This is on Piers Morgan. They cannot hold two disparate ideas in their head at the same time because they're fed bullshit 24-7 over the media. And I'm mm -hmm. about to go crazy sitting here on the earphone hearing the stuff you all are saying about the Ukraine. I'm about to have a heart attack, but I'm not even going to go into it. I'm from the Ukraine. The Ukrainian... I thought she was from the Utah. But no, she's from the Ukraine. I thought she was from the Utah. 
to it. I'm from the Ukraine. The Ukrainian, the Ukrainian, there is a large faction of Nazis. I don't know if you know this, but there's a large amount of Nazis in the Ukraine, and they actually killed my whole family. Anyway, that's Piers Morgan, Roseanne Barr, getting around. Linda Curtis says the cricket code. Yeah, we got to find out the cricket code so we're not eating crickets. I would like to know. If you find out what the cricket code is or roach code so we can you know, check the labels on our products here. Okay, so Dr. CIT17, a QAnon, says, if we want to win this war, we need to keep our main focus on exposing child sex crimes and human and organ trafficking. This is the truth that can't get out at all costs. This is what will unite America, the children. Again, argument from, you know, this, or rather a, an appeal to your emotions, your desire to protect the children, because that is unifying. Save the children. But my children. And I, I see these types of comments popping up. It's like, how many children have you saved? Like, really, have you saved any children from trafficking or from predators? The answer is no, and they've been at this for years. It's a major red herring operation, just appeals to their emotions. And do they really care? They used to care about the children in the tunnels. They used to care about the Dew children who got zapped in Maui. They used to care about the Wayfair children who were being shipped with furniture. But have they taken any meaningful action? And then you look at Sound of Freedom that came out this summer. And it was a, number, it was a blockbuster hit or something, but I kind of think the theaters were empty. Like the hospitals were empty in 2020. Because the right wing... A movie company called Angel that produced that had something where if you want a ticket just put in a request and somebody will buy it for you and I think that they were actually inflating their sales by filling up empty theaters everywhere I think that was part of the big hype for Sound of Freedom but anyway nobody's talking about that anymore about children being trafficked through the border and that's because of the scandals that have plagued the producers of that movie who are all pretty much guilty of child trafficking, human trafficking, sex trafficking, including the star of the show, played by Jim Quiviesel, you know, who played the Passion of the Christ. He was Christ. He played that when he was 33. Jim Quiviesel, I, I spelled the Q, Quiviesel, who plays Tim Ballard. Well, Tim Ballard was using these trips to save children to traffic women who had to go undercover and pretend to be his wife. So it's, it's done. It's over. But anyway, some people haven't got the memo, and they still think that they are saviors of children. Uh, George Santos, we talked about him for a little bit, uh, just mainly because I think he's a great example of how all you need to become a United States representative is the ability to lie, to shamelessly lie and lie and lie. And this guy's such a liar that he got up to the top. I mean, I think he said his parents died in 9-11. I think his grandparents died in the Holocaust. I think he died at Sandy Hook. Just such a huge liar. Anyway, since he got kicked out of the house, now he's doing videos on Cameo for $400 a pop. And he's doing about 60 videos a day. He is making so much money doing Cameos. And people are just paying him to say absolute nonsense. Here's an example. Hey, Heath. George Santos here. 
I'm so proud of you for coming out as a furry. And I just wanted to tell you that your friends and family all accept you. And they're all excited about your fursona, which is uh, awesome to be a beaver. A fursona. I didn't even know what that was. Now I know. A beaver and a platypus. So let me tell you. I'm not going to torture you with this, but uh, people are clowning other people by using George Santos as their cameo clown and he's he's making more money than he was before James on Twitter says well ain't you a charmer you make a bold claim I thought you would back it up with something anything apparently not and you're offended how am I to know you're not full of it unless you defend your claim he's talking about Vegas now let me explain this because this is something we talk about quite a lot here the the problem with him is that he is questioning me when I'm the skeptic, when he didn't, he didn't start from skepticism. So the skepticism, when it comes to mass media claims, must start with, well, it must start with their claims. The skepticism must begin with their claims, not with the person who questions those claims. So that's kind of his error here. He's like, well, how dare you say that they're lying? Well, no, actually, you got to question them first and then me. And if you accepted what they said at face value, then you don't know what media is. You're not actually being a skeptic. Uh, skepticism implies that you're suspending judgment. Like, I can't say that I know it's true until I have more information. The bold claim is with the media, not with me. It is a bold claim to say that 400 people were shot at in these circumstances um, when weighed against all the contradictory evidence, it's, it's a pretty bold claim. To say that it's fake is not a bold claim. To say that the news is lying is not a bold claim. But if you think it is, then you're on the wrong side of the screen, as he is. Now, that individual on Twitter does not have the frame of reference to know the truth. It will escape him. He is a believer. He can't possibly arrive at the truth if he hasn't come to understand that the MSM framing itself is anti-skeptical. You're putting on your belief lens when you accept what the screen is telling you at face value. That is anti-skeptical. That's a move in the opposite direction. It negates your own cognition and your own observations. It replaces it. The screen is, for all intents and purposes, another sensory apparatus for most people. And I'm not trying to change his mind or convince him. I just think it's useful to converse and to engage with people at different levels of brainwashing because the mainstream brainwashed are what they are. But the alt brainwashed are even more deeply confused. I call them MSM+. Plus. I mean, as a visual, the blue pill mainstream mediated mind has their noses pressed up against the screen. So if you're a mainstream mediated person, your nose is to the screen and you walk around the world seeing the world through the MSM screen. You believe in climate change, you believe in asteroids, you look up, you believe in satellites, because that screen frames everything. It's your augmented reality. You might as well be wearing an Oculus. But this is an Oculus that they programmed into your mind. It doesn't require any hardware. They don't need Neuralink to control your mind. They can do it all through their indoctrination and conditioning. But by contrast, the auto hoaxer, the skeptic, 
I've taken the screen off and I, I, I put it about six feet away from me. I'm socially distanced from your mind control frame of reference establishing lens. And I look at that thing, it's like, okay, that's not a window to the world, it's a filter. I can see the world, I can see the filter, and I can decide what I, what I think is real and what is true because I have more information and I can arrive at this conclusion based on myself, my own blue check, my internal blue check. I don't need another blue check to tell me what's real. So the perspective that the skeptic takes includes reality. It doesn't omit whatever isn't in the screen. So they lie to you 24-7, but it's not just lying actively, it's passive lying. It's the lying by omission. So now the person who thinks there's more to the story but the news is lying, but they don't consider the possibility it's all faked, they are MSM+. Plus. Their head is through the screen. They have actually stepped through the screen. They have left the blue pill worldview and they've gone into an alternate reality. And their alternate reality is increasingly augmented. It's not just augmented with the standard BS. It has more layers of BS on top of it. I call that MSM+. Plus. You have the MSM, MSM+. Plus. We are MSM-. minus. This is a subtractive perspective. So from my point of view, the most brainwashed people are the alt-media. They're more brainwashed than the sleepers because they're having a nightmare and it's even more intense and even faker. And we are not brainwashed. Those of us who have stepped out of it is a huge difference. And you'll find that the people on the other side of the screen will look at you like you're crazy because they don't have the frame of reference because they've excluded whatever the media excluded from their assessment. The media says no such thing as crisis actors, no such thing as hoaxes, so they don't include it. That's how powerful the brainwashing is. That's how these people go into these boxes. And what we're going to be doing over the course of the next year is we're going to go across the plane and we're going to aggregate all those who have stepped away from the screen. I'm not trying to pull people's faces away from it. I'm not trying to reach in and save people. I want to find the people who have already stepped back because we can consolidate. And my estimation, if you look at the total number of people in alt media, and then those who go into the fakery and media deconstruction, you know, fakeologists, John LeBon, his channel, his think tanks, and what we do, I think that the number that we could aggregate could be, I don't know, a conservative estimate, 100,000 on a single channel of people in the know. Um, but even if it's 10,000, we can do what we need to do. We can really make, I think, the... Uh, make the change, create the schism. And the schism is a breakaway from the political horseshoe, a breakaway from controlled opposition conspiracy theories and controlled opposition controlled conspiracy theorists. We'll break away from them and create what I call the parallel media. The difference being alt media is directly facing the mainstream. They're directly confronting each other at all times. That's their perpetual war. The parallel media isn't going directly against them. It's actually going in a parallel track, observing, recording, making our commentary, publishing our content, but we don't have to breathe their air. We don't need their approval. We don't need their believers. But we can freely 
access and um, interact with them and the and the mainstream media. But you know, you can as you'll understand and as we'll see, they will probably want to avoid this like the plague. I mean, you thought flat Earth was bad for the mass media. They had no defense against that. They had to ruin YouTube. They had to destroy their search functions. They had to kill what was good about it to prevent people talking about something from a skeptical perspective. That's the reason why I'm thinking that when the auto-hoaxology concept and methodology is unleashed with enough people who, are, who get it, who aren't still carrying water, who aren't covered in fake blood, who aren't virtue signaling for fake dead kids, when enough of us who have passed all that um, aggregate and create this parallel media, it will stand out, and that's where it gets fun. Pod says, what are your thoughts on Sean H. Ross, Homeland Security? Let me see. I'll look into that. I don't know who it is. I will look into him. Oh, here we go. His interview about the Knights Templar and how they evolved into the deep state. Looks interesting. If you want to send me some links, and then, of course, uh, this evening, we're going to have Infinite Plane Saturn Day open phones. So we can call in and talk about it. And I'll certainly look into that as well. Uh, the Knights Templar went underground in 1312. They were disbanded. But they came back 1717 as the Masons, the Freemasons, traced their lineage to the Templars. But so do the Skull and Bones. Uh, so does the Church of Satan. And the Knights Templars' symbolism, the red and the white, is part of the New Age movement and all their... It's all part of the same big program. I also think it's interesting that 1312 is the year they were disbanded. And the protest movements all chant ACAB all cat, all cops are bastards and they use the number code 1312 on everything so I'm like well 1312 on the news all throughout 2020 is that really about BLM and wouldn't they have covered that up wouldn't they have pixelated it or is that some kind of signaling from who really controls this thing on both sides? And I, I came to this because I was noticing that the BLM does a lot of Masonic stuff. Hands up, don't shoot. Yeah, that's the third degree hailing sign of distress that the candidate makes before he's symbolically ritually killed. Hands up, don't shoot. The kneeling. The kneeling is also a very symbolic gesture, and that's all tied to this as well. So. I'll look into it. Again, Knights Templar uh, disbanded, but not really. Okay, we talked about the flat galaxy, flat as a crepe. Oh, this is an interesting one. This is um, posted by Salty Siren. I think this is a TV show. No, it's not a TV show. It's on Showtime. It's, It's a show, but it's not a... This is like a Maybe it's a comedy show, but here's what they're doing. They are having children stand before these adults who are apologizing to the children for what they did to Mother Earth, for Gaia. In other words, apologizing for climate change. Okay, here we go. This is it's on. T- Child. Hey. This is on TikTok. The volume's a little low. Christopher, isn't he adorable? Hey, Christopher. Yes. 
This kid is happy because they're about to go to Disneyland. Uh-oh, because of climate change. Okay, anyway, it's too low to hear, but what you have here are these children standing before the adults who are apologizing for what they did to Gaia, and the goal is to get the child to forgive them. And in this case, she says, I'm, so I'm sorry, you deserve to dream, and I've done nothing to make the planet a safer place for you. Now, it's obviously, it's something of a comedy. Maybe it's a joke, but not really. Because the reason why they brought out a child, you know, Greta Thunberg, is because they want to make the case, or they want to set the um, tone that it's the older generations that made the world unsafe with guns and climate change and capitalism and all your freedom. The people who are going to grow up in this world have a grievance with the previous generation. So Greta comes out, how dare you? You've ruined my future. And this was followed by COVID, where, if you remember, it was pretty much like separating the old from the young was like the main thing. The main thing was the, the young are super spreaders, the elderly need to be protected from the young. So they were already separating the, the generations, which is also, I think, intentional, part of this overall strategy. Keep them away from people who knew what life was like before everyone had to wear an, an oculus. You know, pre-neuralinked humanity, what was it like? Before they rate-limited how many steps you could take outside your front door. By the way, NBCNews.com, Climate Confessionals. You can write your confession. You can view them here. Uh, this is a good one. I travel often going to conferences and I fly. I think about the emissions and I try to justify it with the planes going there anyway. So this is great. This is a man of conscience. I respect this man. He's a climate change buffoon, but at least he feels bad about using the airplanes, and he admits it. Are there any chemtrail believers who feel bad about flying on airplanes? I use way too many products pla packaged with a ridiculous amount of plastic. Again, these are uh, climate confessions. NBC News. And there are many of them. This one's sad. I'm trying to buy less and less and less. I'm 66. I buried my husband last year, but I keep buying food for two. Grieving is strange. I work in a coal plant. I still believe in phasing out fossil fuels, even if I lose my job. Okay. I still eat red meat. I've been trying to like beans for 10 years. Continuing, I'm writing this confession on a cell phone made of plastic. I still use plastic bags. I want to use mass transportation, but it's unreliable and crowded. Yeah, it's not very green to avoid the subways just because you're afraid of, you know, subway violence or whatever. Yeah, climate confessions. Climate confessions are a thing. And climate angst is a thing. They want you to feel guilty. They want you to be anxious for your consumerism. This is a religion. It is a doomsday cult. It is a replacement faith for older religions that were sacrificing to the earth god. And the god of recycling is the god that the elite ultimately worship. It's the recycling of souls, I think. UNLV suspect sent 22 letters with white powder. Fascinating connection here. 
22 letters. Derek Chauvin, 22 and a half year sentence, stabbed 22 times. Proud Boy Leader, sentenced to 22 years. The UNLV shooter, Major Alex Jones fan conspiracy theorist. The number 22 has been connecting to these right-wing, uh, I guess, uh, Western chauvinist representatives. Again, Derek Chauvin, 22 years. Proud Boy Leader, 22 years. Derek stabbed 22 times. DC guy, 22 letters. What's going on? And then what's more, player number 22 killed player number 47. Derek Chauvin stabbed on Black Friday, aged 47. Trying to put that all together. A moment of silence for Santos Bonachos. I don't know if you heard about this. His YouTube channel was pulled. Mr. Astro Theology. And he was given a eulogy by McToon, which is, um, I think he's being ironic. I don't think he's being sincere about it. But anyway, let me go ahead and play a clip here. They managed to pull Mr. Astro Theology. Themed subscribers and the vast void of cyberspace mourners, today we gather to bid a heartfelt farewell to the YouTube channel of the one and only Santos Panacci, a man who for 13 glorious years stood as a digital philosopher, challenging the very foundations of our understanding, whether it be the spherical nature of our planet or the cosmic secrets that lie. Okay, now if you're watching the video, McToon is giving his eulogy on the right side of the screen, and on the left side of the screen, you have Santos Bonachos putting things in his shirt to mimic breasts, and then you have him um, putting large, I think it looks like soft, like, like a couple of grapefruits in his pants, so he looks like he has large um, testicles. He's prancing around with his middle fingers up, and he's picking his nose violently, furiously. Uh, so if you look in the background, if you're watching the video, he's making this eulogy alongside Santos Bonachos, which might explain why Bonachos was kicked off. Through the sea of conspiracies. May Santos's YouTube channel rest in peace. So there you go. McToon's uh, eulogy for Santos's channel. Uh, Netflix is not what you think it is. Well, we know what it is. It's an oracle, if you want to know the future. But this is a nice little clip here. I put a link on my minds.com where he's um, going into the background of the characters who founded it and, of course, who they are connected to, specifically the founder of Netflix related to Sigmund Freud and Edward Bernays and what that might mean for Netflix. No analysis. Sigmund Freud claimed his father molested all of his siblings. Freud was a cocaine addict as well as a pedophile advocate who taught that children sexually lusted after their parents and that children who reported... Okay, there you go, Sigmund Freud, sicko. And then we go into Edward Bernays next. Edward Bernays, the father of propaganda. Bernays took his family's work in psychology and used it to help governments and corporations. The instincts are utilized by the Public Relations Council in developing ideas and emotions which will modify the opinions and actions of the public. Manipulate the minds of the public. 
hired by the American Tobacco Company, Bernays manipulated women into buying more cigarettes by convincing them that smoking was a form of feminist liberation. Psychoanalysis shapes consumer culture. And yes, uh, Edward Bernays is credited with associating cigarettes with women's lib and with associating bacon with breakfast. Very influential. It's a, it's a nice piece. This came out on InfoWars. But then you go into uh, Netflix has replaced broadcast TV as the center of American culture. Just look at the numbers. So there you have it. The concurrent programming, off the charts, we often talk about it. You know, you got a shooting in Uvalde, and then you watch a TV show on Netflix, and it's like, this show may contain imagery that might shock you, considering what just happened down the street at the school. It's like, did you know this when you made the movie? Yes. It's pretty clear that the Netflix movies and the timing of the release is timed with scheduled news events. So, for example, this is an HBO one, the, game, the new Game of Thrones was timed. It was coordinated with the Roe v. Wade leak that was scheduled, obviously years in advance, because the storyline perfectly aligned with the news issue of the day. I'm watching the news, and it's angry uh, women marching because of the Roe v. Wade leak and the right to abortion and bodily autonomy is being threatened. Then, I turn on Game of Thrones, and it's the queen who has no bodily autonomy, and she's being forced to have a baby that will kill her because the patriarchy needs that male child. And I was like, wow, she's just a broodmare for the state. She has no rights. The males around her are barbarically just deciding her fate and cutting her open. There's no way that was disconnected from the political reality of the day. Oh, I see. Dramitra 101 says, Bonacci called for the beheading of Mark Zuckerberg the day before his channel got removed. Now, what does that have to do with astrotheology? You know, why can't people stay on topic? Linda Curtis says, I was banned from his Facebook because I told him he was murdering plants for salad. Well, his astrotheology work is great. I, I don't know his whole story. I haven't followed up with him. It just seems like he got really angry after a point. And it may not be his fault. It may be reactive. You know, he may be responding to trolls aggressively, which happens. You know, trolls can control you if you let them. One more thing I had to get into. Woman arrested for attempting to burn down Martin Luther Jr.'s Atlanta birth home with gasoline. MLK's house. Now, if you remember, MLK said that he feared he was integrating into a burning house. The burning house represents the West. That's what it represents. Don Day 2. Don Day 1. You know, uh, Kanye West burning these houses. You know, like What was the first one? It was in August of 2020. Burning Man was cancelled, and it would have been that weekend, but instead we had Ye setting himself on fire. He was a burning man, like a phoenix, but he burned his house. And they said, what's the meaning of the house? And he said that the house is, it represents that, um, let me go ahead and bring up his, 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 his direct quote, but he said that we're going into a burning house and you're not all ready for the smoke. And I thought, that's fascinating, because what Martin Luther King says. I fear I may have integrated my people into a burning house. 
Now what does that represent? If it represents the West and the burning house and then she, this woman here, is burning MLK's house, it seems like this is some kind of a reference again to the West burning. Yay, West burning. Something to it. Especially because the house has been very symbolic in 2022 of the West in many, many different contexts. West world, which burns down in the revolution at the end, is centered around the White Chapel house. We had the Rust movie set with that house reoccurring theme. What I'm suggesting here is that the the, the White House, where Alec Baldwin said he wished a meteor would hit the White House to kill Trump, which was a fascinating statement for a few reasons, but the movie Don't Look Up was about a big iceberg or comet about to hit the Earth in six months, 14 days, which is Trump's birthday. And then Alec Baldwin shoots the cinematographer the director who has Trump's birthday. I mean, all these coincidences, but it all centers around this reoccurring set of a house, a chapel. The White Chapel, the Rust House, the Donde House, the Burning House, the White House. It's like, what does this symbol represent in this context if she's attempting to burn it? And I think it's some kind of a clue. It's some kind of foreshadowing. The West is about to burn. And this is all tied in, of course, to the sinking of the Titanic and the, the sinking of the Twin Towers and the symbolism connecting these things to this thing from the sea, the sea attack. I still think it's going to be the nuking of the West Coast. Fake nuking. And it'll be believable because you'll see it on TV. Christopher Nolan probably produced it. You'll have no way to debunk it to people who just believe what they see on the screen. This is why we need to aggregate all the auto-hoaxers. All of the people who aren't wearing the internalized Oculus need to get on the same sheet. And that's what one of my objectives is for 2024. We need to be on the same sheet because when they do something big, everybody goes to the program and they all use the same frame of reference. And in 2020, what I saw was a lot of truthers, for a lack of a complete understanding, they haven't had the off-world stage overview effect, they would just file in behind the loudest voice on the alternative side. Controlled opposition dominated. They took over. They turned free thinkers into anti-vaxxers. And anti-vax is not free thinking. It's controlled. It's actually accepted. Controlled counter-narrative. It's the establishment approved one. And when they pull the next big one, I don't want to lose uh, all of the people on, on the opposite side of the mainstream lies to alternative lies. I think we can salvage 100,000. Pod says, Santos was telling viewers to kill Zuckerberg, Elon, and politicians. Now, why is it that all of these, and a lot of them are likable. I like Santos's work. I like a lot of the people I met. But why is it that all of the people who come to represent the flat earth topic have these dark sides, whether they're pedos, sex offenders, violent drunks, uh, racist anti-Semites, or calling for the death of celebrities and politicians. Like, why can't we get any calm, collected, sane people to represent this topic? And this is a valid question. And when we looked into it, and we looked into it, we found that this topic is actually crawling with agent controlled opposition agents. What, what else can you say? 
I'll give you one example. The first conference was organized by somebody who made movies with a guy who's serving time in prison for 56 counts of child exploitation. So a child pornographer made a six-part documentary with the Flat Earth Conference founders for the International Flat Earth Conference. This is all recent history. Look it up. Philip Stallings. Look at, look at who he worked with, who he's friends with, friends with Rob Skiba even. I mean, it's insane. Like, that's insane. That these guys who make movies for a living are friends with the guy who's also making movies with them, who's also producing this other sick stuff. And then half a dozen of the speakers are all sex offenders, a pedo on parole. We covered this behind the perv, feds and peds. And then one of the other conference leaders who cries on cue, seems like a big time Christian, says we're in the end times, also puts on a costume and pretends to be a dumb redneck and acts the fool on video for Neil deGrasse Tyson. And it goes viral, where Neil is like, yeah, this is just the result of the failure of the public education system. I'm like, well, you just gave them ammunition to use against the people that you are representing at a conference when you're not wearing this costume and you're not telling them. I mean, that sounds unbelievable. But then the, the final major conference they had by the same organizers was infiltrated by Jimmy Kimmel's crew and one of Jimmy Kimmel's guy, Jake Bird, sexually assaulted a woman, grabbed her, and the conference organizer tried to prevent her from calling the cops. Big scandals all around. Moving on, uh, Pod says, Santos was trying to get removed. In my opinion, seems like an agent now. We're very isolated. I like him. Something's up. Yeah, he was, he was probably trying to get removed. I don't know him very well. Um, as far as being an agent... Um, I don't know. I mean, there, there are some people who say that he spent time in uh, prison or something and came out a flat earther. Kind of like the late, great Lord Stephen Christ, who went to jail for threatening President Obama. So here's a pattern, isn't it? Sa Santos making these threats. Lord Stephen Christ was a big-time hollow earther, and he threatened to kill Obama. They put him in jail. He was in prison for 33 months, and he came out... Well, he wasn't a, a, a hollow earther before. Now, i got to get his timeline right. But my understanding is that, like Muhammad in the cave, taking dictation from an angel, and he came out with the Quran, I think Lord Stephen Christ went into his cell, and he came out a, quote, cell earther. That's what he called it. Not hollow earth, he called it cell earther. But anyway, it just seems like sometimes, like if you go to jail and you're pretty smart, they might have a use for you. Like, hey, can you come out and shill for this topic and then later we'll take you down and make everybody look bad? What's your explanation? What is your explanation for... And it's not just the, this alternate cosmography. I mean, how many QAnon types have very terrible histories or have done terrible things who are obviously controlled opposition agents, federal informants? It's a smear operation. In order to control the opposition, they put people in place, and those people are ultimately controllable because they scraped them off the floor of some prison cell. Or they're just wannabe actors who have needs for attention and will do anything and say anything. So there you get your failed rappers like Stu Peters, failed actresses like Candace Owens, for example. 
Anyway, I'll continue to follow up with the Santos story. I'm sorry that he got his YouTube channel banned. It's terrible, but you can't threaten to kill people. And um, it doesn't really speak highly of astrotheology and all of that um, pineal gland stimulation. You know, you think that you wake up your pineal gland because you know the secrets of the astrotheology, the nature of reality. You've achieved some level of enlightenment. You think you'd be past a lot of this stuff. Linda Curtis says, I thought Santo supposedly offed someone, although he said it was an accident. Fascinating. I have not kept up. I'm looking forward to that information. In fact, when we come back later on tonight, we'll open up conversations. We'll talk about this and other things. This is the IPS Morning D program. Thanks for joining. And again, later on tonight, I'm not sure on the hours. Usually it's about 9 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time. We'll be doing open phones, and I'll, I will send out live stream notifications. And one more time, if you want to check out the shop, go to infiniteplainsociety.shop. And if you're worried about chemtrails, you can get yourself a chemtrail protective neck gaiter. And it says on the front of it, for chemtrails, not COVID-19. That way you don't get confused with those covid out there. Again, it says, I wear this for chemtrails, not COVID-19. All right, this is Chief Crow, Space is Fake, going back to the 24-7. As you can see the stars. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, and, uh, we were never able to see stars from the lunar surface or on the daylight side of the moon. It's not it's black and white. I mean, it's black, but there's all kinds of polka dots. Space is Since 1960